All right, everybody, here we are, Backwards Life Podcast. I got my announcer voice on. That's only going to last for a few seconds now because I don't talk this way normally. I'm Michael Lee, Backwards Life Podcast episode, whatever the crap we're on because we haven't done one in so long. I keep forgetting. And before we came on here, I don't even know what we talked about on the last podcast. We, I should change the name of this to the world's worst podcast. There's probably already somebody <laughs> that got that, to be honestly. But I have Kevin Knighton from Backwoods Office 2 in Florida and Anna Vogler with her, hey, y'all. With her Bucky's <laughs> Beaver. It's not Bucky's, on. it's Boosie's. Boosie's. <laughs> Gary Boosie's. <laughs> At her, uh, the, the podcast office in Middle Georgia. That's what we'll call that. I like it. The podcast office. Yeah, she's got the podcast office. Kevin and I have backwards life offices down here. That's right. But um, we're sorry that we really are terrible at this for the few of y'all that actually do listen to this because we're about as consistent. I don't know, as a teenager brushing her teeth right now, I guess is the best way to put it. One, that's just plain well, gross, but two have been busy killing deer. Yeah. Y'all have been busy on the road, hunting, chasing things and all that. So, and it's the holiday season. I think what we'll do is just, we'll just let, when we're not around, we'll just let Anna do this by herself. I totally she can, could. She can talk and then she can be like, I'm texting Michael right now to see what's going on. He just I'll replied get, back. It could be I'll like get, the, the, mm-hmm. the text report podcast or something. I don't know. I'll get weekly updates and I'll just keep rolling them out. How about that? Let's do that. Take I'll say, hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we could, we could, uh, honestly, I think you should take notes. Like every week, you need to take notes of what we post on social media so that we can remember what we've done between the last podcast and now. Consider well, the minutes of the backwoods. Yes. This is just like having a board meeting. Okay. Honestly, well, we are on episode fifty. This is episode fifty-eight. We're recording now. Oh, 58. Sweet. Yeah. See, yeah. he's taking notes. Well, maybe we'll do fifty-nine before twenty twenty-three ends. There you go. We will. We will. But to piggyback exactly on what Kevin said, we have been busy hunting. Um, I don't know where we, what we were doing before. We- the last podcast or what we have told everybody we have and haven't done, but I'll just run through Wisconsin. Kevin and I both killed bucks with our bow. What was that? That was a, that was a sound effect. See, you can, you can tell the production people in this meeting, right? You can, you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's inserting the uh, sound effects. I even did, you know, the motion showing what I look like at full draw. Yeah, you know, I want yeah. everybody to get the full experience. Your anchor point was off by eighth of an inch. Um, <laughs> well, as it was whenever I killed the deer. Oh, that's time. true. See, that this, shot this was is not accurate. Good. Yeah, that shot was not good. <laughs> This is a very accurate depiction. This, this It was a shot that was not great, but what it was effective. I'll give you that. It was Turned effective. out great. So, and then uh, Anna killed a big buck in Georgia. Yeah, we talked about that one on our previous uh, podcast. Yep. That's true. For those of y'all listening to this one, go backwards, and this probably was the last one we did. It was. Then so, Kevin and I went to Texas trip one. We both shot whitetail bucks there, and I shot my first scimitar horn oryx, which is at the 
processor Kevin's going to pick up this week, and we're going to eat it and see how it really tastes because everybody's talking about how good it is. And both those deer were like six and a half year old deer plus that uh, weighed an awesome 150 pounds. Welcome to Texas. Yeah, they don't get really well. Also, they had a 28 year drought or whatever, and just all kind of stuff piled up to be the worst case scenario on that. But we had a great time with the guys from 1776 Ammo. We realized they do make awesome ammo. They drop deer right where they're standing, and they're great at shooting long range because we shot what 400 and a thousand yard targets. Yeah, we shot some thousand yard targets and uh, were within a couple of inches of the bullseye on a 12 by 12 target. Anna, just for the record, at a thousand yards, I fired two shots. Good gracious. The first shot, I hit the big target, okay. and the second shot, I hit the little target. Oh. And then Michael got smart and said, you know what? Quit while you're ahead. <laughs> Because third shot would not be so much of a charm. I, I don't know. I was not um, going to roll the dice and find out. Okay. So, at the end of the day, yeah, 100% on 1,000 yards. I'm done. I'm retiring from that. Never going to shoot that far again. I'm just kidding because I probably will. I know myself better than that. But we did have a good time. We shot a bunch of ammo. We filled up literally several freezers is what's going to happen nice. here very soon. So. That was yeah. a good time. Yeah, good time. So, then we – Came home. I don't know what I did then. Went back to Texas. Mule deer hunt. <laughs> Kevin and I both shot mule deer. Mm-hmm. I got lucky shot a giant whitetail out there. Probably one of my, it was my biggest Texas buck ever. Our buddy Rick shot a whitetail. And our guide Matt shot a whitetail. And Rick shot a mule deer. Yep. And uh, all the other, everybody was with us. They had a mule deer tag, if you will. All killed mule deer. And like two days, basically. Yeah, I was going to say, we did it quick, so that way we could whitetail hunting, too. Exactly. So, um, yeah, we, we the, there's, there was a lot of a lot of damage. A lot of damage in Texas. Just saying. Sounds then like y'all had a good on, time. I'm sorry, Hannah, what was that? I said it sounds like y'all had a good time. It was okay. Yeah. It, uh, I don't know that I have experienced any better. Okay. Okay. Just saying, it was it was top notch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this segment brought to you by awkward silence. But um, after that, came home Thanksgiving. Uh, I've actually been home pretty much since then. Then I went to the Buck Days hunt, which I haven't done in I know over ten years. Because the people that we hunt with over there, they all have as much gray and white hair as I do. And all of their kids have like graduated from that school and gone on to do other things now. So I was about to say, uh, last time you went over there, they were probably in kindergarten and now they're graduated. Exactly. So I don't even remember. But so I just rolled over there and like Trey, Trey went with us, Trey Weatherington. And Trey has a great spot that he always hunts over there. And I'm just like, hey, I'm just here. I'm just here for Trey. I'm, I want to go have a good time. Let him shoot a deer. Kevin's dad, G-Rod, was over there. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I still don't know about G-Rod and his, his. He, he's a dog hunter. He'll tell you right now. I ain't do much of this steel hunting stuff, but uh, I just <laughs> do what they tell me to do. But uh, apparently, he forgot to take his good luck charms with him because he didn't have much. I don't know what the deal was. No, oh. but anyway, I hunted the first morning. And 15 minutes after daylight, I shot a buck. And then I was like, okay, I'm not going to shoot another buck unless it's just 
a really big one because I, you know, I've still got over a month left to hunt in Georgia or so. And so the next morning I go hunt. Shoot for two I in shoot, Georgia. Yeah. Ne- the next morning I go hunting and I shoot another buck. Well, planning on it. But when Buck walked out and he's got 12 inch G2s on him, I, I had to do what I had to do. Yeah, I was about to say, you got to do what you got to do. That's all there is to it. So tagged out in two mornings. I don't think I hunted in Georgia, but maybe five mornings this year. Um, were both of those bow? No, yeah, it was good. No. They, were, they were suppressed seven millimeter magnums. Nice. Okay. They sounded like a bow shot, but quiet. Playing <laughs> some of that seventeen seventy six, you know, just knocking them down. <laughs> you know, seventeen seventy six. You just, you just, you take over. You have, you have rebellious moments, and you <laughs> overthrow tea parties and crap. It's just what <laughs> revolution. Just just to interject right there about your first deer there at Buck Days, I was up in Illinois with my little brother Brent on a hunt. We were hunting with muzzleloaders, and we ain't even got camera light up there yet. And Michael texted me like, yep, buck down. <laughs> I said, he's off to a quick start. <laughs> deer walked right by to understand and posed up out there. And anyway, we put that quick less than a minute of that hunt on YouTube, and it's got almost a million views now. So thank you, everybody. Oh. Or not YouTube, but Facebook. Thank you all for watching that one. Even though all the, they've been, I'll say, I'm not getting on a hater tangent, but there was a lot of great support on that video. Like, there were a lot of people like, that's awesome. That's what I'm talking about. You dropped him, put him down. They want none of this other BS. There was a few, but I, the people that were positive jumped on them, and I just kind of let them ride. So it worked out great. Don't worry. There'll be plenty of people jump on there and tell you how to do it. Um, I didn't even look today. I don't even want to. <laughs> I, I'm over it. I'm just like, whatever. Y'all, y'all argue amongst yourselves. We're just going to put out another video here in a little while. Yeah. So kill them two just bucks. Piss them off even more. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I want to be, I want to be like, thank you for watching, like, nice them to death. And then they want to argue. So I don't want to do that. But the, the, the crazy part about this, so I shot two bucks in two mornings. All right. The second, morning that afternoon hunt i went back and i was in the big doe contest and i was like i'm just if i see a big old fat nanny walk out here you know we'll just go ahead and put some more meat in the freezer and then i did see a couple big does they were way off and i was like eh didn't want to kind of take those shots they were behind a bunch of stuff walking through stuff but i did see a buck bigger than both of the other two that i shot <laughs> and i'm going well that would have been nice to know uh yesterday yeah and then um but he was a he was out there. He'd been a poke, and we would not have got great video. Just one of them, and it, the video of the two deer I shot is going to be amazing compared to that, especially. But they, you know, if Jordan did his job, we got good video. You've already seen one of them, so anyway. Then I, the next morning, I didn't even go hunting. I was like, "Hey, Jordan, we're going to sleep in. We'll go. I'll go hunt with um, you know scout team for Trey that afternoon or whatever." And uh, I, I get up and we, we're just going to go eat, get, eat a biscuit. And I saw another shooter buck, like just standing right by my truck down the road. Just like, there's one. But you see this other one right here? As big as anything that we've seen in that one right there, right there, 40 yards off the road with a doe, like that one. Yeah, he's, it was another big eight point. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there, going on down the road. Maybe this. The, the- the golden horseshoe can't be stopped. That's all there is. To well, it. I don't. Really, I'm not even gonna say that. I'm gonna say I hope it continues <laughs> this way for a long time. 
We both know, all three of us know that it's going to hit a wall and that's going to be that. But when you're hot, you're hot. You keep riding the streak until the streak stops and then you just go on down the road until you figure it out again. That's so right. Then, so then I, I haven't been hunting since then. Like that was it. I don't think I have anyway. Uh, no, I haven't. I, I was like, all right, that I don't. I went that afternoon and I literally had the doe walk out that would have won, won the big doe contest. And I just chose not to shoot. Because I was oh. wanting Trey to kill one. I didn't yeah. want to mess him up. And then she did have two, like, what I would call for this time of year, really small yearlings with her. And I was like, yeah, she was she was big. I did get third in the big buck contest with a seven point, though. Oh, that's nice. Like He was a big seven point. I mean, yeah. eights and tens were ahead of me by, like, two inches. Seven points. And I got third in the heaviest buck, but he he got his butt whipped on that one. It was about like 20 pounds or so. Hmm. Regardless, best $5 I spent, I spent $15 and I got almost a hundred back. I'll do that. That's good That's good. That's good investment on my, (laughs) uh, subtract the cost of two bullets. (laughs) And you. But and you got a big old seven pointer and an eight pointer, so and, and actually, way ahead. Uh, that's true. And actually, when we get off of this Zoom call, I'm going to the tax number machine in Lakeland and picking up that seven point skull and put him here in, in my office. And well, yeah, that all right there. <laughs> so then, after you were finished killing all deer in tech in uh Georgia. Trey. I didn't kill all the deer in Georgia, just most of them. Well, you saw all the deer, you that's only true. shot two I, of them. I, I okay. did saw all of them, yeah. Oh, but then <laughs> you let one of them go over by Trey, and he shot one of them. That's right. Trey, Trey, last afternoon took it down to the wire. He had seen a bigger buck, and I don't blame him. He was holding out for that one, but there was a nice buck came out right there on the wire. And I remember I was sitting on the edge of a field, and I heard the shot, and I looked at Jordan. And I was like, "That's why we're here." Yeah. If G Rod would have just shot one, it would have been even better. Yeah. But I got, I'm going to tell you something about your dad now, Kevin. This is going to go out all over the internet, and he's probably going to hear what I'm about to say. But I told him he needed to watch Yellowstone. All right? <laughs> and he's like, oh, no. My wife ain't going to let me watch that. There's too much vanity. <laughs> yeah. I don't I said, see G I, and K rooms watching Yellowstone. No, no, no. But, I, I told him away. I said, G-Rod, uh, don't she go to work during the day? He's like, well, yeah. I was like, I'm not telling you to do something you don't need to do. I'm just saying you need to watch Yellowstone. He's like, <laughs> I might do that. So anyway, if your dad shows up wearing a black hat one day and a black jacket, <laughs> some sunglasses on, you know what he's oh, been doing. That's funny. Well, I can tell you that uh, in the first episode, whenever they get to about the 14th F word, he's probably going to turn it off. <laughs> I don't know. He was in hunting camp with me and Trey. He didn't turn us off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we try to keep everything family rated but sometimes it just happens especially watching college football oh lord yes <laughs> you know thank god we were in the woods when the georgia lsu game was on we just kept checking the score we didn't get to watch it but it would have been bad for a little while but then it got really good so mm-hmm. it was good. but we had a good time and then uh kevin took his little brother to illinois he killed a buck up there yeah, the, that would have been the day after Trey shot his buck. Again, last few minutes of the last day. <laughs> yep. So with all that being said, it turned out we ain't had too bad of a year. 
You got to get, I got then, he, then you went to the coast and y'all didn't shoot much of nothing, oh, but y'all had a good time. I forgot about that trip. Yeah, I forgot. I saw, I was just running the camera. I don't even know why I even took my bow. All these jokers wouldn't shoot, but Big Mike shot a buck over there. That was pretty cool um, with his crossbow. And um, Rick shot one. We didn't find it. So, Dang. run out in that marsh and yeah. he kind of hit him a little bit back. And I don't know. It is what it is. But, you know, we're over there with our, my buddy, uh, John Paget, super guy. Got awesome, cool places to hunt over there on these islands, like depredation kind of style. And, um, I mean, it's one of them, like, you just literally shoot whatever walks out. Because, I mean, they're not big deer to start with. Like, they did kill a 127 over there, which is borderline county record. So, excuse me. So, you're saying if you're waiting on a 150, you're going to be waiting a long time. If you're waiting on a 100, you might be waiting. Like, you shoot deer. That's what it's for. And he told us that. He said, you shoot whatever walks in if you want to. (laughs) Well, you know, Rick, first afternoon, a spike comes in. I'm like, hey, vlog him. No, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna wait. All right, cool. Doe comes in. Blah, blah. Then uh, next morning, I mean, a six point came in that if me and Kevin Knight were sitting there, it would have been game because <laughs> they told us to shoot whatever you want to shoot. I mean, he, you know, he basket rack six, but I mean, it, man, it was like over the shoulder footage with a bow, like, don't even. But no, Rick's like, ah, he kept, he kept looking at me, and I'm like, I ain't gonna make you shoot a deer. You want to shoot him or you don't. <laughs> I after the I fact told our like, buddy, oh, I told our buddy Robbie the other day at Antler King, I said, My standard is the first one that walks out there that the man that invited me to hunt there says is good enough to shoot is getting something slung at it. <laughs> that, that's 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 spot on. I mean, that's how you should hunt. Like, if it's if it's legal and the landowner said this is within our guidelines, and let her rip. If you want, I'm not saying don't shoot something you don't want to shoot. But at the end of the day, don't be mad if you don't shoot one if you're letting deer that are okay to shoot go. Right? I, I just like shooting them. I know. I mean, <laughs> 18 years we've been shooting deer on video. <laughs> yeah. And I hope it doesn't run out anytime soon. But that's the plan is to keep shooting deer on video. So I'm like, I'm like hey, man, I'm over here trying to make a TV show. <laughs> and then they didn't even hit the record button on Big Mike's deer. <gasps> oh, no. So you got this nice whatever's going on before, and then oh crap, I forgot to hit record, but now I'm recording and you get a recovery. So ah. ouch. I, I I have Kevin, I have it just continues to validate our business decisions to have cameramen with us that we pay to run a camera and not us trying to you get what you pay for. That, that's what we've realized. Exactly. And here, I, and if I'm videoing, I can't be shooting, theoretically. So I can't do it all. Right. I'm over there with, you know, Big Mike. He's great. He will shoot. You don't have to twist his arm really hard like that. Shoot that deer. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yep. Uh, me, you, and him cut from the same cloth. So next time, <laughs> sorry, Rick, but. Mm. <laughs> I'm kidding. We had a good time. Let so, yeah, that, 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 that's deer season in a nutshell now. Um, Thursday, we'll go to the farm. It's supposed to get really, really cold uh, for you know for Christmas. Thank goodness. First, like last year, it was 75 on Christmas. This year was about 30. Yeah. So, it's actually we'll, going to feel like Christmas this year. Like, right? it's cold. Oh, speaking of Christmas, snacks and racks time, Anna. 
It's snacks and rags time. Who wants an update? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like uh, he's doing a drum roll. My mouth is raw from eating so uh, many snacks. Please clear that up right away. <laughs> this is a family show. It's not my OnlyFans. My mouth oh, is crap. raw. I want from... to talk about OnlyFans. Go on, rack snacks. Yeah. My mouth is raw, let me clarify, from eating so many cookies because I baked Christmas cookies this weekend. So I'm trying to think, though. Huh? I was following along on Snapchat, watching the progress. And yeah. Where ours are, Kevin? Yeah. Well, apparently, I need to text her my address because I, <laughs> I like cookies. I do, too. <laughs> she said, none for you. <laughs> I know. I make them well, every year. she made year. us some, but she ate them all. Yeah, all she, right. ate, she ate the ones, yeah. That's Sorry. I, what, I gave, let, let, I, for, for those watching the video version of this, I'll show up. This is the snacks and racks part. Where's the snacks? Okay, okay, okay. For those of you watching, every year I make cookies and I make treat boxes to give away. So I make batches of um, goodies and stuff. So... Of course, there's always extras, and I tend to eat quite a few during the process. So the first one that I made are called haystacks, and those are basically, you know, the chow mein noodles that's got peanuts in them and white chocolate, and then put sprinkles on top. It sounds horrible, but I've had them before, and they're really good. <sighs> it's like sweet and salty. Like, they're amazing. Those are really tear up your mouth. <laughs> okay. And then no, uh, no. <laughs> like, my mouth is raw. Okay, and then the second one I made is called Rum Balls. Everybody knows what those are. Pretty much, just those of y'all that are listening, it is a white powdery yeah. ball of yeah, whatever she's holding there. Looks so, like it's got a lot of powdered sugar on it, which makes it yes. a win. It's got it's basically crushed up um, vanilla wafers, and then you add mm. like light carrot syrup, cocoa powder, uh, bourbon. Something and lots of rum, yes. Yeah. The rum, more the better. Where, where did I get rum bourbon from out of rum, Kevin? <laughs> it's okay. I don't know. I was thinking These are rum balls. I, I wouldn't have guessed uh, bourbon and rum balls, but it, you know it actually looks like your balls after you get out of the shower and put a lot of powder on them. So there you go. Uh, powder uh, ball. Like a ball in well, the like summertime. You've had powder balls. Body balls, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> next on the list. Next on the list, this year was a new one for me. I normally make just chocolate chip cookies, but this year I made a, what's called a Christmas monster cookie. They're also called everything kitchen sink cookie, or they're also called trash cookies. And these it have, looks like trash. these have chocolate chips in them, white chocolate chips, uh, M&Ms, the holiday colors, pretzels, oats. And then of course you're. And hold that one up. And it's a boy. <laughs> and it's a boy. You, uh. Yeah, for the people listening, the stick pretzel sticking out of that cookie was what Michael was referring to. So that uh, the pretzel is where you lost me there, but I agree that one. Uh -uh. Is a bull. Yeah, the right, now, now you know the, how to okay. Kevin. Just throw pretzels in the mix. He's out. But it's so good. It's like sweet and salty. You don't. You're just like, what is this? The other recipe that I found on Pinterest actually has potato chips in it. So I'm going to do that one next time. It's all these ingredients plus potato chips. They're just called trash cookies, and they're actually very, very good. So, and? all right. Last but not least, are my favorite uh, favorite cookies. I call these Mama's Kiss cookies. Everybody on the internet calls these. Um, 
Yeah, I forgot. Hold on. Just slip my mind. You ever seen somebody's mind go completely blank? We just watched um, that happen. happen. Yeah. Uh, anyways, these are the, you know, your peanut butter cookie with your Hershey kiss on top, basically. Yeah. What do they call them on, on the internet? Everybody Nipple cookies. Them. Yes, I've heard Christmas nips. I've yes. heard. <laughs> anyways. And for favorite. those listening, that's because they look like. <laughs> nipple cookies. Of, like okay, I just realized cookie. all of my cookies, like. <laughs> uh, Anna has a very sexual Christmas coming up. <laughs> all right. Sorry. We, it's okay, we have digressed. Look, I'm at least drinking Diet Coke, not beer. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so I've eaten lots of cookies and I, I did legs today. So it was my excuse to eat even more cookies. <laughs> it's bad, but they're very good. I, I'll have to make a fresh batch for everybody. Well, uh, leave the pretzels out for Kevin. We'll be in good shape. <laughs> I'm, Kevin, sure I could, I'm sure I could accommodate a few pretzels in my cookies. It'll be okay. It's a sweet and salty effect. Like it's very good. So yeah, that's my uh, snack, my rack snack, snacks and racks report. Snacks Whatever. and racks, the racks. Uh, but I did, I did oh. take some snacks to the deer stand last time. I got hungry. Well, we're glad you're stepping your game up. I mean, finally, the only people that don't take snacks to the deer stand are rookies. Yeah, I mean, you gotta have snacks in or deer stand. killers because we don't sit there long enough to have to exactly. Eat. Well, but you still got to take it with you just in case you don't have to eat it, but you got to take bling, one bling, away. Bling, 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 bling. That's when my Snoop Dogg <laughs> glasses fall down. Bling, bling, bling. <laughs> Again, for those listening and not watching the video, Michael is pointing at himself. No, I was doing gang signs, man, because it's like <laughs> when Snoop, uh, y'all, y'all seen the memes on social media? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, shifting gears. Gonna get to what we're just gonna talk about for a minute on this podcast, other than us and all of our foolishness. But we do appreciate the snacks and racks report there from Anna. That was a great day. Can't wait till next. Can I time. eat one now? Nick, yeah, go for it. Hey, you hurt my mouth. Oh, she just bit a chocolate nip. Um. Anyway, the I just wanted. I, I got an article sent to me here by the Wyoming Game and Fish. And there were three men convicted of numerous charges in one of the largest poaching cases in Wyoming history. They were charged with more than 100 wildlife violations, Kevin. As well they should have been if they were guilty of what they're accused of. The case began in October 2015 when the game warden received a request from a hunter for an interstate game tag to accompany a deer head as it was shipped to uh, this Russell Vick from Alabama for taxidermy work at an Alabama address. However, a database search showed that Vick having a Wyoming address and that he purchased a Wyoming resident hunting license for several years. Hmm. Conflicting information, the warden began to unravel the case that would eventually identify dozens of wildlife violations in four different counties in Wyoming. That's what we call a red flag, ladies and gentlemen, when you ask <laughs> to get something shipped to your home in Alabama and you told them you live in Wyoming. <laughs> listen to this. This the Mr. Vic here that we referenced was charged with listen, this is this is ballsy, bro. And I'm not talking about the white powdery Christmas balls <laughs> that we just looked at. Well, this is Vic was charged with illegally killing two bighorn sheep. What? That's expensive. Two bighorn sheep, man, not like 
you know, those take a lifetime to draw a tag, right? Like mm -hmm. decades, probably. And a bull elk without a license during closed seasons. What an idiot. Lock them up. And trespassing. Oh, lock them up. And also he was charged in an accessory in the illegal taking of two wild turkeys and another bull elk. Cut his hands off. <laughs> but this is where I have a problem. All right. And here we go. It's soapbox time, right? Get on there's, it. There, there's some more charges in here. Where, you know, uh, I mean, he was charged in another in other counties, uh, three bull moose and a yearling moose without a license in a national forest. Um, if you don't have a license, you might as well shoot it there. I mean, I guess so. Might as well. <laughs> you're gonna shoot one. Or... Um, and and they, they, other people with him were charged with killing turkeys and elk during out of season close. I mean, just all this stuff, accessory for the bighorn sheep, blah blah blah. So let me get back up here, Mister Vic. Trying to find this is this is the this is the fine list. 80-day jail sentence. He served 60 of those 80 and was ordered to pay $40,320 in fines and $32,000 in restitution. That's $72,320 on some level. Mm -hmm. All right. Which, in my opinion, seems a little low, but. Thank you. <laughs> um, what else here? In addition to his prison sentence, Oh, there's more charges. I, I I skimmed through this thing. I didn't read in detail all of it because I want to talk about what we're doing this. Um, <laughs> he was already serving a one-year sentence for poaching four bull moose. When they threw in more charges, he was able to pay $12,575 in fines and $15,000 in restitution. <laughs> Then his uh, one of the accomplices was uh, $20,000 plus another $10,000. Fishing and trapping privileges suspended for 10 years, hunting, fishing, and trapping. Um, <laughs> 35, 35 wildlife violations, 50 days in jail, more. I mean, like this, this racked up. But at the end of all of this, man, the state. Uh, fines of all of this was one hundred and seventy-one thousand dollars. Restitution fines were one hundred and thirty-one thousand dollars, roughly. So there's three hundred thousand dollars or more in restitution and fines of this thing, plus jail time and all that stuff. Um, I look at this as like these son of guns should never be allowed to hunt, fish, trap, walk yeah. on public wildlife area. Take pictures or nothing again. Right. I guess my side of that is it don't seem like licenses stopped them much the first time. How is not being able that, to buy a hunting license going to affect them much geez, next that's, time? Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And that, I mean, at the end of the day, like, First off, I mean, in doing what we do, we we play by the rules. We 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 try to be to the T on every bit of mm -hmm. knowledge that we have under every circumstance, buying our licenses, filling them out at the right spot. You know, we've even gone as far as like in some states, you can't even turn that deer and take a picture, like move it, 
without putting a tag on it or tagging, checking in or whatever. So we, we try to go by all these rules. We try to document everything. And we probably do a little bit of overkill. But at the end of the day, man, there ain't not once in my life said, you know what, I'm just going to go out here without my hunt, a hunting license in April and go in April. shoot a deer. Mm-hmm. No. Like, and I'm going to hunt Wyoming and tell them I'm a, I'm a resident. Well, the thing is, it sounds like he'd been doing this kind of stuff for a long time and got away with it until mm-hmm. he turned the red flag on himself. Well, like I said, he got himself caught. I mean, yeah. but, what, but what if he hadn't asked for that taxidermy permit or whatever to get something? Like, he could still be doing this, all of them. I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I mean... And just think about it. Think about this though. What if that was your property that somebody did this on? And there's probably like, like me and Kevin, we were in, in Texas that first trip. There's 26,000 acre ranch, right? Now, you can't keep an eye on 26,000 acres. Mm-mm. You know, nope. them boys had them, you know, a perimeter set up. They're, they're riding it and they're full time people out there. And I mean, them guys were, you know, Johnny on the spot about all this stuff. But there's people that probably own property that don't even hunt. They go up there two or three times a year, got them a cabin in the mountains. And next thing you know, this jack wagon's trespassing over there, shooting a bighorn sheep off of your property or whatever, without a license, without a tech. I mean, if you're not a hunter, I guess it may not matter to you. But from our standpoint, as a hunter slash conservationist, wildlife supporter, whatever you want to call us to do what we do, I'd be like, where's my check? Right. That was my big horn. That right? was my property. <laughs> yeah. How much is a big how much is a big horn tag and hunt nowadays? Probably thirty grand. Well, and I mean you just said that you know over hundred and thirty thousand dollars in restitution fees. Why doesn't you know, does any of that go to the landowners? I don't know. If not, That's it should a great question. It should, right. Like you 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 paid for the land that, that thing ranges on and you know, I mean, I don't know if you supplemental feed and plant food plots for rams like we do deer. I doubt it. But at the end of the day, what if that's a, a mule deer on your property that you've been managing and feeding and you, yeah. you, you're just out of pocket? You know, what if yeah. what if you lease that property and pay top dollar for that lease and now that trophy's gone, you know, or whatever for you? And I don't even care if it's a trophy or a daggum yearling doe. I mean, it's still taking mm-hmm. something away from you as a leaseor, leasee, but- whatever. I guess that goes back to, you know, they say that the animals belong to the state. They don't belong to the uh, actual landowner. So I don't know. Anyway. Um, I have seen at least half a dozen times just in the last week, the people on social media posting trail camera pictures of trespassers on their place and wow, people being there that wasn't supposed to be there. Shoot, Gerald Swindle last, I guess this morning on his Social media had a picture. He had a camera way up in a tree specifically set for catching trespassers. And he got a picture of the person trespassing on his place. So I think a lot of that's with when, when gun seasons are in, you know, some of these states it's only got 10 day gun seasons or three days or five days or whatever. I think, I think a lot of the orange army, even though they may not have orange on, they're like thinking you got a gun, you can walk around and get away with a lot more and, get in and out with shooting something, not necessarily like a bow, you know? 
I don't know. Bill Regardless, it. I mean, if it ain't yours, stay off of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. What were you gonna say, Anna? Philip had the same issue like last week or week before last, um, on some property that he manages, and it was um, it's basically some uh, I mean, it's, he, anyways, he does some work on there, manage helps manage and take a take a watch for it, and he found a dude's trail camera and a stand. He left notes and stuff and flagged flagged the area. I was like, look, you're on private property. This is like <laughs> owned by Nature Conservancy. You need to like you know, get your stuff and go. What happened? Um, he, I think he turned his camera off and just so the guy knew he wouldn't get a picture. And I'm sure it took a picture of Philip, but he left him a note. He was trying to give him a chance to come get his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's better than and, a lot of people because they would have came and they'd have got your stand and your camera and said, if you won't put a note, said, if you want this back, come see me. Right. Yeah. He, he left our, uh, Forrester's name and number there to contact if he had any questions about it, like because then he just let him know, look, you're trespassing, blah blah blah. But I'm we haven't been back to knew, whoever that was knew they weren't on the right property. Oh, I know, and I'm it's, anyway, that, with, with, but, but with, yet, with, but with these but things you, right here and like hunt stand at where you can see the property lines yeah. and everything now, you know, when you're trespassing, man, right? Yeah, especially when like fences exist here. Mm-hmm. Well, well there's I, posted signs on the property border on the property lines. I'll even tell you a story from shoot 20 years ago. Actually, I bet 25 years ago now. I used to have permission to hunt a little place not far from the house here. And me and my brother in law were out there hunting. Shoot, we were in high school. And we had, you know, a paper in our wallet from the landowner, you know, the sign saying we had permission and everything. Well, I'm sitting there and the dude comes walking by while I'm in my deer stand and I I watch him. He walks right on past me and goes on about his business. I'm like, well, shoot, you know, somebody else got permission here too or what? Mm-hmm. Well, whenever we got down, we walk over to the truck. Well, here comes the old boy walking back. Oh, excuse me, sir. What are you doing? <laughs> well, you know, like I say, shoot, we're teenagers, probably 16, 17 years old. He took the approach of, I'm here because I'm supposed to be here. What are y'all doing? Y'all going to need to show me proof y'all supposed to be here and all this. And of course, you know, we showed him our proof and everything, but we were scared because we thought we were fixing to be in trouble. And meanwhile, he left and headed on down the road and we sat there looking at each other like, well, wait a minute. Where where was his proof? Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I, you Mm -hmm. know, like I say, looking back, he, I guarantee you, he was trespassing, but he was smarter than we were that day. (laughs) Right. It don't take much. There's a couple sixteen year olds. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, especially back then, I learned a lot since those days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you trespass on our property, you really playing with your life. <laughs> yeah. You may come out with flat tires. <clears throat> Get serious. The big Mike comes after you, really in trouble. So, oh, stay off our property. <laughs> yeah. What he what's old Phil Robertson had that? Well, I forgot when he said it on Duck Dynasty or whatever. Around here, I am nine one one. Yeah, that's Big Mike's approach. Yeah, whatever that's worth. Not that's not premeditation. I'm not saying anybody's gonna get shot. But I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> that's how it goes. But anyway, don't trespass. Play by the rules. Like even and out one more thing. We're gonna wrap this up. 
How many people do y'all see posting pictures on social media of them in the deer stand during rifle season, especially in Georgia, with no orange vest on? How dumb can you be? Like the game wardens watch the game wardens, media. Yes, are watching that. And can I piggyback that and say people that post, oh, I shot this poisonous snake. I mean, a non-poisonous snake. And I'm like, that's Y'all. illegal. It's so illegal. Stop doing that. And this. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I, I even saw another TV personality the other day posted a picture in, I think, Missouri. He had it on his orange vest, but no orange hat. And like several people commented, Hey, uh, you gotta have an orange hat in Missouri. And he was oh. like, Oh, it's on the on my vehicle or whatever. And it's like, well, that doesn't make it okay. Yeah. Don't matter. <laughs> Nobody shooting your truck. <laughs> the same thing. I said somebody messaged me on Instagram and I forgot what I saw when I we were in Kentucky. And I was like, Hey, y'all need to wear orange in the stand. They're like, Oh, we had it on, he got hot. I'm like, don't matter. Game Warden don't care. You're posting this. I hope they all get in the mail like, um, we saw you on Instagram. Here's a screenshot on this date and this time, blah, blah, blah. Here's your ticket. If you don't like it, come down to the courthouse. We'll talk about it. I think I'm like, oh, that's an old picture. Okay, well, you still do it. <laughs> it happens every day. Yep. The DNR officers, they would call you, hey, Mr. Knighton, I'd like to ask you a few questions. <laughs> But anyway, Anna. Yeah. Don't break the law anymore. Oh, dang it. It's no fun. But keep making snacks and giving us rack reports. Yes. Okay. But do not eat snacks to where your mouth is raw. Uh, it's like eating oh. cereal. Just tears your mouth up. Mm. Too much of a good thing. Maybe next year she's going to make pudding snacks for Christmas so it doesn't <laughs> rough on everybody's mouth. No. Well, anyway. Well, if we don't record another podcast before Christmas, which I'm 99.999% <laughs> sure we're not, everybody yeah. listen, have a Merry Christmas yes. and probably a Happy New Year because we probably won't do this again until New Year's um, with everything going on. And um, Anna and Kevin, y'all have a Merry Christmas. Yes. I'm sure we'll all talk before then and after then, but anyway. Merry Christmas to all our listeners. Yes, and if you send your address to Anna, her email <laughs> is... I'm not telling you my email. <laughs> um, she will send everybody snacks that listen to this podcast. So send her that email to <laughs> dot com <laughs> and you will get those snacks. The good Stay news on it, you ain't going to send it to about three people. <laughs> uh, Kevin I said can manage his, three people, but. Well, Kevin said he better get his damn snacks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right, y'all have fun out there. Be safe. Back with live Tuesday nights, 10 p.m. on Sportsman Channel. Watch us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, whatever gram, whatever book, whatever, whatever. We're on there. Do a search. You'll find Back with Life. Follow us along. We have fun. We try to cut up. Yeah, whatever. Y'all be safe. If you haven't filled your deer tags yet, don't give up. There's days left in Georgia, and some most other states go out around January 1st or so. And uh Good luck. Be safe. Don't give up till it's over. That's right. And with that, we quit.